Welcome in, everyone, to the Battle in the Ballroom 29. You are listening to Keon Sports. I am Vince McKee, alongside Eli Mooningham. It is something that everybody in the Keon Sports community has grown to know and love us for. In fact, this was the thing that put us on the map. It is time for boxing. Welcome in, Eli. Thanks, Vince. I'm happy to be back here right in front of the squared circle. You know, every time I get in front of a boxing ring, I just get an itch and I, I get excited. And, you know, I made sure to shower this morning, so it's definitely not because I didn't shower. I'm just excited for some boxing. Yeah, I'm excited for some boxing, too. We got three big title fights tonight, and it's going to be a fun-filled night. Courtney Benning also making her return to the women's division. A lot of exciting things going on tonight, and we will get to all that in a bit. Obviously, Hamza Adarabu on a strong style, and Luke Freshour for the 152 title. We have Courtney Benning versus Marina Rosado. That's actually not a title match, so I apologize there. But Dominic Mendez versus Tyrell Chandler, little boxing versus MMA, 132 title. And then the big one, Brody Stanford defends his welterweight championship against Casey Austin. Eli, I was here back in May, May 17th, a magical night with Brody Stanford when he beat Anthony Canella in a phenomenal title bout that night. And since then, he's gone over, you know, over the ocean to train. So his commitment cannot be questioned at all. This kid is the real deal. And obviously, Casey Austin, a very strong competitor that we've now seen numerous times. Casey Austin winning fighter of the night at Brian Gideon's first held promotion bout, a night of bouts. And Brody Stanford, you know the story, you know, he's looking for the Olympics, and he's been on the show for a minute here, he's going to get back into action, he was scheduled to fight on the last battle of the ballroom card, and obviously things change, he's back here fighting for the welterweight championship, it's going to be him defending that title, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Austin, Casey Austin, comes into his own in this fight, as he's really developed every time I've seen him out here. Absolutely. Now tonight, our newest sponsor right off the bat. And guys, if you own a small company, you're going to hear about this all night long. Eli, we have we have more sponsors tonight than we do fights. That is how many sponsors we have. That's how wow. much we've grown. It's insane. That is insane. Our newest sponsor, as of this morning, this very morning, coming on board, Fine-Tuned Welding. Russell Maliki is Ohio's top welder. And Fine-Tuned Welding does it all to help you with your every need. Fine-Tuned Welding works at a professional grade level so that you get top quality work each and every time you bring on Russell and Fine-Tuned Welding. They offer services in professional TIG, stick and MIG welding, rod holders, crank journal repair and modification, jacketed pipe, pipe and tube welding and much more. Reach them today at 419-681-5581 or online at finetunedwelding.com. This next sponsor I'm going to let Eli tell you about is perfect for fighters and fight fans. It's Back Attack Snacks. Thanks, Vince. Back Attack Snacks, if you're looking for a healthy food option on the go, that's you, fighters, and stop looking and pick up a bag of Back Attack Snacks. They're a healthy choice for delicious snacking and perfect for any athlete. They combine nutrition with taste utilizing a special scientific technology that is perfect not only for snacking, but also workout prep and recovery. From beef jerky to almonds, they have it all. Visit them today at BackAttackSnacks.com and see what everyone is raving about. You know, Eli, earlier tonight when we got here, somebody made a joke, and I thought it was kind of funny that you needed to go outside and get a tan. Yeah, they did. And the best place to get a tan is on a nice cruise. Now, if you wanted to book a cruise, who do you turn to? I'd probably turn to cruise planers. Not even probably. I would turn to cruise planers with Valor Vacations. And they 
are going to help me out because this winter I'm looking to get away, but I'm not sure where to start, Vince. So instead of being too busy to plan that vacation, because you know life gets hectic, I still want to go. So I'm going to stop stressing and call Sandy Lombardo with Cruise Planners at Valor Vacations. That's Cruise Planners at Valor Vacations. And she will handle it all for you. Find her at www.valorvacations.com or you can call her directly at 210-563-5180. That's 210-563-5180. She will help you discover every corner of the globe at very little cost and extremely high value. Well, our first bout of the evening will be coming up shortly. The prelims are done as it was James Spence and Brian Sada going at it as we were talking with Brian Sada picking up that win. Our next fight and our first fight that me and Eli will be calling will be Raymond Scarlett versus Luke Monroe. And that is brought to you by Kobos Insurance. And what can you tell us about Kobos? I can tell you, Vince, that they've been serving the Cleveland area for over 50 years. They're independent agents, so they have lots of companies to find customers the best rate. They specialize in car, home, life, and get this, business insurance. They have family run and have two locations. That's one in Elyria and one in Avon Lake. So get to one of those two locations and get with Kobos Insurance now. You know, a lot of people tonight are going to be in great shape. We're going to see people in much better shape than you and I. And you know where they go to work out? A lot of them? Cleveland Fitness Club. Eli, why is Cleveland Fitness Club so great? Well, because for 20 plus years, Vince, they've been much more than a place just to go work out at. They have it all. Bikes, tracks, courts, excuse me, bikes, tracks, courts, and even pools. They truly have something for everyone and are open 365 days a year. You can visit them today at 6600 West 130th Street in Middleburg Heights. Angela and Tony promote a family-run business for all the right reasons. So if you go to Cleveland Fitness Club, you'll see a change in your complete lifestyle. You know, speaking of changes, lifestyles and everything, me and Maggie, my daughter Maggie, who you know about, yeah, oh, I love Maggie, absolutely. We went on our first trip recently, and we were right by the airport, and when we looked out the window when we were landing, we saw this really cool go-kart place, and it was called Airport Go-Kart. And you know what? Airport Go-Kart is fun for the whole family. I would advise everybody to look them up. But you know what? In the real world, when you can't go cold carding and you got to use your real car, never fails. Something breaks. A few months ago, we had to pour over $1,500 into my wife's car. Really set us back right before Christmas. But you know what? The next time, you know where we're going to go to save money on our parts? Car Parts Warehouse. Because Car Parts Warehouse, they sell it to you from the distributor. So you cut out that middleman. Car Parts Warehouse. That's carpartswarehouse.net, Vince, for all of you wondering for the online world. Beautiful. And our final pre-fight sponsor tonight is Frankie's Italian Cuisine and Rocket Fizz Candy. Eli, what can you tell us about Frankie's and Rocket Fizz? Well, Vince, every now and then, and by every now and then I mean quite a while, and quite a lot, I have a sweet tooth. And Rocket Fizz Candy always has me covered from everything back in my childhood to today. They didn't miss a beat putting together this magnificent display of candy and soda paradise. You can visit them at 530 Euclid Avenue, Suite 22B, Cleveland, Ohio, 44115. That's 530 Euclid Avenue, Suite 22B, Cleveland, Ohio, 44115. And usually, before candy hits, I like to get a really nice hearty dinner, Vince. And you know... You just want Italian food? Yeah, I, you know what? Frankie's Italian cuisine sounds really good. They have great post-game meals, post-fight meals. And even if you're just hungry, you want a snack or a big meal, that's me. I love Italian food, and Frankie's Italian Cuisine has meatballs, lasagnas, and everything else in between. Visit them tonight at 4641 Great Northern Boulevard, North Olmstead, right after these fights. Up next, our opening fight of the night, here at Battle of the Ballroom 29 on Keon Sports, it is Raymond Scarlett versus Luke Monroe. Dragon. 
We are back. And Raymond Scarlett will be in the red corner with his red gloves, black trunks with a pretty nice red trim and a black top. Pretty much all black against all black here. Luke Ramon on a Griffin Raw. And a big crowd for Luke. And he is also an all black, but blue gloves. So Eli, we got blue gloves versus red gloves to get this underway. Yeah, Scarlet out of Rising Dragon, Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Monroe out of Griffin Royal Combat Sports and Hartsgrove, Ohio events. It's a 165 pound sub novice. So this will be interesting to see, a little bit heavier weights. Monroe comes out charging there, forcing the action. Monroe looking good, but then he got caught with a couple by Scarlet. And here's Scarlet pressing forward. Good job fighting off his heels there, though, Eli, by Monroe. Yeah, and Monroe just ate one right there by Scarlet. A nice left, and hits him a nice clean left hook there. Yep, got his uh, chin bent backwards there, but really kept coming. Might have looked worse than it was, we'll see. That was a really nice fight there. Yeah, it really was. Monroe just keeps coming forward, though, and he's taking shots, but he's landing some. This is a hard one to call so far, but Monroe really does look good. Now he's got Scarlett in the corner. Here comes Monroe. Pushing him all over the ring and landing. Doesn't want to blow out his gas tank early, but he's doing good here. Now they tie up. And a wild one as we end round one. And it looks like Monroe really captivated that round. And this should be it any second now as he continues to press. There it is. There is the bell. That was a really impressive round there, Vince, by Luke Monroe. Honestly, he took some punches, a few straights, a hook, a right hook that I thought Scarlett landed really well. But Monroe kept pressing, and when he got into the clinch, that's what I really like to see. That clinch work was so clean, he just kept hitting lefts and rights to the body. And Scarlett certainly felt that. We'll see how they adjust in round two. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Round two will be brought to you by a top tier performance. Our guy, Chris Walker. Call him today or email him at cwalker, cwalker199571 at gmail. Mention Keon Sports and get a 15% discount on any training session. A lot of these guys use them for boxing and MMA. Again, top tier performance with Chris Walker as we begin round two. And the bell for round two. We are underway here. Luke Monroe versus Raymond Scarlett. And Monroe comes right out of again. He's landing again. One, two to the body, one, two to the head. Good job by Scarlett, though. And you know what? Appears to use his left every bit as good as he uses his right there, Eli. Yes, absolutely. But the one thing I'm noticing is Monroe is very comfortable not getting too, too close where Scarlett can get and mix it up with him. But he's staying in that range, in that pocket, and keeps landing that right. And that right continues to catch Scarlett. Taught him again. Did it again as you were talking, no doubt about it. He's staying in that range, and that right landed perfectly on the chin there. And you know, I don't think Scarlett's the kind of guy that's going to get knocked out by any stretch, but he's, he's looking like he might take a beating tonight. If it continues at this pace. Good one-two jab combination again by Monroe. Good hips there too. Swinging that hips, moving out of the circle. But he ain't one there, but keeps coming right at him. You know what the big thing here is the round's coming to a close, Vince, is Monroe always has that left following that right. He's always looking to finish with something else. And there it is, as you were talking, Eli, he did just that. Let in a couple more. And I gotta say, two quick rounds to Monroe. Eli, that round was brought to you by Jenny's Popcorn. Tell us about Jenny's. Man, I love Jenny's Popcorn, Vince. It's an old-fashioned popcorn place that is family-owned. Its tradition has been serving North, or excuse me, Northeast Ohio customers for 
beyond 65 years. You can find their flavors anywhere popcorn is sold, including Johnny Gold and Marks. Visit them online at jennyspopcorn.com or in person at 38727 Taylor Parkway, Northridge, Ohio, 44035. That's Jenny's Old Fashioned Popcorn. And man, does popcorn sound good right now. Ooh. This third and final round also brought to you by Mullins Construction. It doesn't matter if it's indoor or outdoor. Mullins Construction has everything your home or office will need. They do plumbing, hot water tanks, windows. Visit them today at cretins.com. Mullins underscore construction. Round three underway now. Set to begin. Raymond Scarlett, Luke Monroe. I am Vince McKee alongside Eli Mooningham. It's the names you know and love. All right. Scarlett versus Monroe. Round three. And I had the ball. Oh, Scarlett gets caught early. Right to the chin by Monroe. Again, Monroe lands another one. One, two to the head. Another one, two to the head. Referee might stop it. Here comes Monroe with a flurry. Monroe just hit a really mean uppercut with the left hand, Vince. That's what I'm saying. He finished with oh. the opposite hand. Yep, he's landing it clean every time he wants it. Here's another one, Monroe. That was a lunging right. My goodness. Yes. To the body he goes. And Scarlett in big trouble now. Monroe just keeps coming at him, throwing some ferocious rights and lefts. He's landing that right anytime he wants it. Griffin Raw, Combat Sports, has to be part of this stuff right now, Eli. Yeah, Monroe is just really laying it on Scarlett. He's kind of just backing up and taking his punishment. His hands aren't even up right now. He just has head snap back from the right there by Monroe. No doubt about it. This has been a fun first fight for us to call tonight. And Monroe just finishing the beating. A three-round beatdown for Monroe. It's funny, we're sitting here calling boxing, and I just signed my daughters up for soccer shots. The most oh, gentle wow. program. Guys out there, women out there, it doesn't matter. If you have kids, sign your kids up for soccer shots. Cleveland on Facebook. Tell them Vince McKee and Keon Sports sent you. I'll see you at soccer practice with my kids. Also, BA Sweetie. You know, me and Eli like to ride at these events together. It's kind of our thing. It's like what we like to do. Not to prepare, and every time I pick up Eli, we swing by BA Sweetie. Eli, what makes BA Sweetie so great? Well, there's a lot of things that make BA Sweetie great. But the great news for me is it's down Brook Park Road, really close to my house in Parma. But don't worry, they have everybody covered. Everything from your childhood to today, they have it. They didn't miss a beat putting together this magnificent display of candy and ice cream paradise. You can go to 6770 Brookmark Road, that's 6770 Brookmark Road, Cleveland, Ohio, and get the BA Sweetie and go revisit your childhood, find out some new sweets of today, and just enjoy candy. I love candy. I don't know. My mom thinks I should eat more real food, but I don't know. And this decision is brought to you by Igneous Gear. Igneous Gear. It is flame-resistant base layer clothing for female industrial athletes as well as men. Designed and manufactured right here in Cleveland, Igneous Gear is a leader in women's safety apparel. If your work puts you at risk of fire, heat, mold, and metal exposure, Igneous Gear will shield you. Look them up today at igneousgear.com. Protect Shield to 31966. Let's send it up to the ring announcer, Steve Guy, for tonight's decision between Monroe and Scarlett. Your winner by unanimous decision out of the blue corner. Alright, so it's a final. Luke Monroe. Up next, we have a very special announcement and conversation with Nick Duganer. Stay tuned. Alright, fans of Keon Sports are no stranger to the man we're about to speak to you right now. Good friend of mine, 
we don't even try to hide it. Nick Duganier, we are here with his family, his father, his beautiful girlfriend, his uncle. It is always a family affair with the Duganiers. Nick, I understand you have a very special thing to tell us tonight. What is it? Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me on here, Vince and Eli. I appreciate it. Um, good night at the Battle in the Ballroom, where I got my start. And uh, big announcement, May 30th, I'll be making my pro debut here in Cleveland at the MGM Casino. So uh, I'm going to keep everybody updated. This is my first time announcing it. It will be all over social media and everything like that soon. But right now, here for the other guys to watch Brody and everybody fight and Luke tonight. Uh, but uh, right, um, just wanted to let everybody know that this is my my official announcement. So I just want to do it on here with you guys who got me my start, helped me get my start in the first place. So I just want to say thank you. What is the name of the promotion and the venue? Uh, WFC, and um, the venue is going to be at MGM Northfield Casino in um, here in Cleveland, um, and that will be on May 30th. Excellent. And we are here with John Duganier as well. What does it feel like right now? Your son just made a very special announcement there. We've all kind of come together over the last year. Um, we've seen how hard he's worked. You know, it's almost emotional when I call one of his fights. That's why for your pro fight, I will not be calling that. I want to sit in the stands, buy a ticket, and cherry on. What can you say? How do you feel? Well, obviously, uh, I'm very proud of him. He's um, he's come a long way in a short time. Um, he's one of the hardest, hardest workers, not just because he's my son, but I feel he's one of the hardest workers out there. And um, he's got a goal. He's got his eye on it. And uh, I don't see anything stopping him. So we're, we're excited. We're in the gym working hard and getting ready for May 30th. Absolutely. And as I've said numerous times, you know, with us Italians, it's always a family affair. We have your uncle standing here as well. How do you feel? Oh, I feel good. He's ready. He's definitely ready for the 30th. He's been working hard from day one. Hasn't really changed in between fights. He doesn't hardly take any rest, but it takes just enough to, uh, you know, catch his win, get right back into it. And each time at the end of each training camp, you know, we have him peaking at the right time. He's getting stronger. He's getting faster. So he doesn't struggle at all, really, with his weight, you know. Uh, and then, you know, he's just ready to go. So... Nick, you know I'm always light when I, I always have to ask something like funny or like off catch off guard. So when you turned pro, did you decide to change up the hairstyle too? Oh man, <laughs> I know I was gonna get this. I just did this to try yesterday. I was actually growing back out. Uh, us guys from Parma, Italians. I'm trying to grow back the Parma slick back. So that's <laughs> all right, all right. so that's like the thing, you know. That's that's what I'm going for. But I can't be boxing and having the hair flying in my face. So I just figured to try braiding it. But I think it's pretty badass. So I'm gonna stick with it. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I always like to ask something off the wall. But, yeah, I like the hairdo. I like I was thinking about it, but I cut mine a little too short. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, and then I, I guess to follow up on that, you know, a more serious question, what factored into you, like, deciding to become a pro? You know, like, what, I guess, when you sat down and thought about it? Well, when I take a look back at almost three years ago, I just, when I started my first fight here, I just kind of wanted to, try it so everybody in my family got to fight and try it so i was like i'm gonna go train see how it goes and then we just took it from there you guys see me come up from my day one day one and uh announced my first title fight at my third fight so i started early i started fighting big fights early and yeah i could have danced around the amateurs a little longer but i'm ready to take my level to the next i'm ready to take my uh skills to the next level and uh let's go let's go do it so i got my team and my family everybody preparing me and uh, i'm focused and I'll be ready to go on the 30th. You know, Nick, I would be remiss if I didn't mention something here. In the world of basketball, there's an old adage, what everybody does during warm-ups, they make sure their last shot goes in. In warm-ups, no matter what, before you hit, you know, you, you hit the locker room, you get ready for the national anthem, then you start the game. 
it's 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 gone on for years in basketball. You make your last shot, even if it's a little layup. You, you go in the locker room on that. How important was it for you to win your last amateur fight before making that announcement? Actually, I told my family, I told everybody that no matter what happens in this last fight, when I went to Pittsburgh for the rematch, that I said no matter what, I'm going pro. I'm not just because if I win, I'm going pro, or if I lose, whatever. It was I'm going to go there. I trained my butt off. I went through a lot of stuff in that training camp. I went there and fought everything I had. I got emotional a little bit after the fight. When I got the win, I lost it a little bit. They were there. They know how it goes. I was in the back, and I knew it was time to move on. And that's, that's just what I knew going even into that fight. Absolutely, and we got to put the girlfriend on the spot. So what is, what is it like for you to watch him fight? I, I, can't, I mean, as his friend, like, I go crazy, and I'm the freaking announcer. But you, as his girlfriend, it's got to be even worse. What it's amazing. It makes me so proud. Every, every time he comes home from training or going riding home with him from the fights, it's just like, it gets like a tingly feeling. Like, I'm so proud that that's, I get to see him do that, and I get to be there every step of the way. It's awesome. Awesome. Nick, from everybody on Keon Sports, your family to us, man. We will be there for you, and uh, if you need anything, all you do is ask. I, pre- I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on here. Thanks for following me and helping me uh, with my dreams and everything come true, and uh, you guys are coming with me, and I'm always going to appreciate you guys and acknowledge you guys, even when I get big, because I'm going to be, I'm, I'm telling now, I'm going to be big. I was like, your guys' name will be mentioned, so don't worry about that. You can hold me to that with this. Promise. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. Yeah. Not. Yeah. As, as people know, your dad named my damn company. I was like three seconds away from filing it's a, a trademark. It's a commitment. Yeah. And your and dad so did it. We're, 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 we're eternally connected. Yeah. That's yes. how it is. I, I was at the office, literally about to hit send on the money on PayPal to, to pay for the name Varsity Sports Report. Your dad said, no, 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 Keon Sports, and that's where we're at. Keon Sports. I love it. <laughs> All right. Wait. Give, give it to me one more time, then we, then we got to go. Ready? On the count of three, I want to hear you do, you do your best. One, two, three. Kill Sports. Stick to boxing. All right. Yeah, <laughs> nice one. All right. More fights up next. Awesome stuff. Eli, before we get to the sponsorship reads, you know, it, it's, it's something in broadcasting where obviously when a fight's going on or a game, whatever we call, we always got to be 50-50. Always. Unbiased. That's the rule of thumb. But... You know, it's the nature of the beast. Howard Cosell and Muhammad Ali were best friends. It, when you call enough of somebody's fights, sometimes you develop that friendship. Now that it's out in the open, he's a pro, you never have to worry about it again. Nick Dugan is a good friend of mine, good friend of yours. Right now, I'm like bursting with pride. How do you feel? Man, I feel really proud because I remember when Nick had just started. I mean, he was really good when he first started, but it just is crazy to see where how he's evolved as a fighter. And, you know, getting to know him along the journey has been really awesome that he's included me, you know, included you uh, in his plans and what he's trying to do. You know, it's been awesome. We've been able to kind of follow along and see him develop as a fighter. Now he's ready for the pros, and I know he's ready. I mean, I'm certain that he's going to go out there and absolutely kill it. Yeah, no doubt in my mind. All right. And uh, another big reason, too, you know, we, we did Keon Sports. We started up. And ever since then, it's just gotten bigger and better, and more sponsors have come along because of our boxing coverage. High school girls basketball absolutely has, has blown up, you know, more than I thought it would. But honestly, you know, again, we don't try to hide from the fact it was boxing that originally what this was all built on in the beginning. And if you're looking to build a house, you're going to need a solid roof. And if you want the best roofers available, that's Hinkley Roofing. It doesn't matter if it's business or residential. Your top roofer in Ohio is Hinkley Roofing. They're family-run and built on the principles of hard work, customer loyalty, and getting the job done to perfection each and every time. 
Perhaps best of all, they use only the finest quality roofing products such as Owens Corning Roofing System. Visit them today at www.hinkleyroofing.com or call them at 330-722-ROOF. You know Eli, one thing my wife loves to do is shop. Kills me, she's going to spend me into to a debt I might never get out of. <laughs> well, yeah. I yeah. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm all for her going to flea markets and fun things like that. Then there's a fun one coming up. The Westside Flea is a family-friendly event. You definitely want to save the dates for. It is the 6th Annual kicking off June 13th, July 11th, August 8th, and September 19th at North Homestead Community Park. So they, that means I'm coming over on those days and we're going to the Westside Flea. Yeah, because you know what? They got a, a hundred local vendors, live music, food trucks, free balloon art, a free yoga class, and even alpacas. Vendor and food truck applications are also available for the outdoor Flea. Look them up today on Facebook at Westside Flea. Yeah, we definitely have to go to the Westside Flea. Yeah. I think that's the move. My last word was Alright guys, now listen, so you've sat through 24 minutes, we've had one fight, a great announcement, a bunch of sponsorship reads. From this point forward, it's almost all fights, right now, and work. we got coming up tonight for you guys, Dorian Mills versus Shammer Summerall, Jacob Hugel versus Lucas Diaz, brief intermission, and then Zane Fry versus Henry Annan. Then a title fight, Hamza Abaradu, 152 against Luke Freshour, Cordy Benning versus Mariana Rosado. Another title fight with Dominic Mendez and Tyrell Chandler, 132, the novice. Then we have the big three main events there with Oliver Select versus Monty Merriam, and Chris Walsh versus Hector Rojas before the main event, the big one, Casey Austin challenging for the 152 pound total with Brody Stanford. So again, thank you for seeing through the, the uh, sponsorship reads, that's how we pay our bills. And we thank you for that. Up next, when we get back, it is indeed Dorian Mills versus Sh Shamar Summerall. Sit tight. And now down to Steve Guy with announcement. His opponent, fighting out of the blue, representing Rising Dragon from Mayfield Heights, Ohio, Jamal Tomlin. All right, we're set now. You heard Steve Guy announce it. Dorian Mills out of Blue Boxing and Shamar Summerall. And Shamar Summerall out of Rising Dragon, which is off to a good start tonight. Here we go. Second straight Rising Dragon play we've called tonight. But here comes Dorian Mills pretty quickly out of the Oh, Dorian Mills caught him. Mills advancing strongly here, Eli. Whoa! Right in front of us now. They're throwing uh, crosses to the wind right now, bud. Yeah, absolutely. Mills swinging heavy hand. That is a heavy, heavy right hand by Dorian Mills. Uh, Dorian Mills looks a little bit skinnier, even though they are the same weight. Just a little bit leaner up top. And uh, trying to land combinations here. Maybe not surrendering that big blow. Good shot up top there by Mills again. And uh, Summerall doing his best to kind of weather that storm, Eli. Yeah, absolutely. And he did a good job now of breaking the action here. Maybe a uh, straight arm. So you can't yep. have that straight arm. All right, Dorian Mills again now with Shamar Summerall. And a good first round of action. About to be wrapped up here. A couple misses there. And again, referee will step in. 
and perhaps a low blow just missed. Resets, and there's round one. All right, round two underway here. You're listening to Keon Sports, Vince McKee alongside Eli Moonham for a Keon Sports Night at the Fights. Dorian Mills and Shamar Summerall going right out of here in round two. Wild left there, missed by Mills. And Eli looks pretty quickly here like Shamaral's doing a much better job dodging those shots. Yeah, but Mills is still throwing heavy-handed. And right now, Summerall is starting to fight back a little bit. He dodges a shot there by Mills, but he's just continuing to whip on the shots of his own. Not yeah, very much so. Interesting second round underway now as Mills continues to press forward. But Shamaral again, good little dive there by Shamaral to avoid any kind of contact. And then he lands one on his own. Both guys look a little winded here, though, actually. Eli in the second round. Yeah, definitely taking deep breaths and just swinging wildly missing. There's that 10-second mark. And both guys really now look arm-weary. Barely throws. He's going to stand there. But here comes Shumrall. Oh! And he almost caught the ref on a late shot. And that's going to be a standing day. And that's it! That's it! The referee calls it. Comeback City out of Shumrall. That was impressive. After getting rocked the entire first round, pretty much, Summerall, Jamar Summerall just absolutely lit Dorian Mills up, and he was bent over right at the waist after that that punch. I mean, that flurry was just unreal. Yeah, and you saw uh, Dorian Mills kind of wave the white flag there. The referee was going to let it go, but he got up holding his ribs, couldn't take it, and that's how this one ends. Up next. Jacob Hugel versus Lucas Diaz. Again, you're listening to Key On Sports. That's K-E-E on sports.com. And that knockout was brought to you by IPCS Software. They're incredible when it comes to helping any small business build or create or improve their web presence. Whether you know exactly what you want or need some direction, they can help improve your small and mid-sized business web presence with a new website by updating your existing one. That's IPCS Software. Call them at 216-394-1482 or online at IPCSsoftware.com. And Steve Guy with the announcement, as it is Jacob Hugel versus Lucas Diaz. Jacob Hugel out of Lorraine Community College and Lucas Diaz out of MG Zone Recreation. I get a weird one, this ain't gonna go. I get a feeling this ain't gonna last more than 30 seconds. I'm not gonna say it which way. Here we go. It might become obvious, or I might have to eat crow. Jacob Hugel versus Lucas Diaz right now. Hugel out of the red corner. Diaz out of the blue. Referee calls for the bell. Here we go. Diaz and Hugel. And Diaz catches them immediately. And lining up another shot, and another one, and the referee will step in, and there it is. That was fast. Yep. Lucas Diaz with a lot of power there, just swinging with a lot of left and right hooks. Just knocked Hugo into a flurry. And he's at six right now, Vince. And Diaz again. Just waiting, biding his time until he attacks. There comes Diaz, and the referee will step in any second and call this. And there it is. So, my prediction was 20 seconds, what about 17? Your winner by knockout, Lucas Diaz. Steve Guy.
Lucas Diaz. And then Pellet winning right after. Pellet in the dark match here on our podcast. We didn't have him on the broadcast, but still a very impressive victory. Here we go. VHS to Digital is our next sponsor. If you're like me, you wish you could show your own kids all those great moments from your own childhood, and maybe even just five to ten years ago. Well, now it is time to dust off those VHS tapes. VHS tapes from the attic because your long-awaited wishes are finally coming true thanks to brand new revolutionary technology from our friends over at VHS to Digital Services. You can stop in and visit them in person at 11406 Clifton Boulevard, Suite 507 Cleveland, Ohio, 44102, or call them at 216-394-1482. That's 216-394-1482. Also, Vince, I don't know if you're in the market for a new car. I'm assuming maybe. You know what? I just bought a new car, and you know who I bought it from? James McConville, out at Helene Kia on the Rain Road in North Homestead. So if you want to buy a new car, don't go anywhere but North Homestead, Helene Kia, in on the Rain Road, because James McConville will hook you up. You know, he's been doing it for a long time. Really? Vince. He's been doing it for over 20 years. I, I know he'll treat anyone who comes on in there right, no matter what you're looking for in the car. Excellent. Up next, more fights. And welcome back in, everybody. Back at Battle in the Ballroom 29 here on a beautiful February, the first of many February nights and the first Saturday of the month. We're back here from our intermission. Briefly, we're going to be back, rather. It's going to be Zane Fry, an independent fighter from Columbus, Ohio, taking on Henry Annan out of Old Angle, B.C. in Cleveland, Ohio, in a 178-pound sub-novice division fight. So, that'll be coming up, and I believe Vince is allowing me to call this fight by myself, so I'll call this. Henry happens to be a good friend of mine. I'm going to stay unbiased on this, but I'm excited to see what goes on with Henry. Um, Henry also, outside of boxing, has a music career he has as well, so go check him out at Henry James on Spotify. But he'll be boxing tonight against Zane Fry, a very capable fighter. We'll be back for that fight momentarily. Stay tuned. And without further ado, as both fighters have made their way to the squared circle, let's send it up to Steve Guy for the official announcement between Fry and Anna. Here we go, both fighters touch their uh, touch gloves, touch each other's gloves, and we're all set. Zane Fry in the red corner, Henry Annan in the blue corner, Fry out of Independent, An- Annan out of Old Angle BC, Annan wearing red and white trunks, gray, or excuse me, all white, it looked gray for a moment, but all white for Zane Fry. Vince McGee sitting this one out. I'm sure he's doing boss-like things. Eli Mooney, I'm here with you for Keon Sports. And in Fry, we're live. A few left jabs there to begin the action for Henry Annan. And a right there by Annan. Fry 
Swings with the right and misses. Just gets a piece of Annan there, and Annan backs up. Back to the center of the ring. Fry feints with the left. Annan presses forward. Hits a nice left there. And hits another left. Fry spins around looking for a backhand. And hits a punch on the way out. The two feeling each other out here in the first round still. Another left there for Annan. And now Annan getting backed up against the circle button. A few rights there by Henry Annan. Fry retreats for a moment. Scouting out the competition from Old Angle BC. Few heavy overhands there by Fry. That one connects the right. Left on the chin, another left, and Hannon with a one, two, left, right. And he comes swinging at Fry. Hannon with another left that catches Fry. He seems to be a little dazed here in the first round. Fry swings with the right. Backed against this bottom left corner. If we were showing on your screen, another right there by Hannon. Lunging forward is Fry, and that's the end of round one. Stay tuned, round two, coming up next. Back here for round two between Annan and Fry, and they're going to call it. Your winner by official stoppage in the first round, Henry Annan. And that was led by a strong finish to the first round where Annan continued to swing lefts and rights. Days Fry knocked him back, and eventually it caused it to finish. The referee calls it. Your winner by first round stoppage. Henry Annan out of Old Angle, BC, here in our eighth fight of the evening. We'll take a quick break. We're back with Kiev Sports from Battle of the Ballroom 29. After this, Eli Munyan with you, Vince McKee, coming right back. And tonight, our first title fight of the night here on Kiev Sports. Vince McGee alongside Eli Munyan. Fans, here we go. The first of the big ones, Hamza Adarabu. Out of strong style. Taking on loose pressure hour out of Old Eagle. And we are going to throw it to Steve Guy. And here we go, Steve Guy has finished the announcements. You can cut the drama with a knife. Vince McGee alongside Eli Mooningham, Keon Sports bringing it to you. And they come out now, Abarabu, wearing the blue trunks, yellow trim, red gloves, and Luke Freshour, red trunks, white trim out of Old Angle with the gray top, blue gloves. Eli, how do you think this one's going to go early on now? It'll be interesting to watch how Abu Drabo feels out fresh hour. It seems like he uses, uses the first round or so to kind of feel his opponent out. But fresh hour just changes his levels so quick and so frequently that it's hard to kind of get a gauge on him. That's what I'm interested to see. Yep. A lot of luminaries in this one as we have Steve Guy, the announcer. We got Brian Gideon to our left, Tafik Ali 
all the big names have come out for this one. And us. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're all right. <laughs> all right, now. Back to business we go. Here's Luke Freshour. Good crowd shot of Freshour. Neither guy is really kind of advancing and kind of dominance just yet, Eli. Maybe, like you said, still trying to fill each other out. Yeah, Abadrabo does that a lot. He usually puts out that right hand to kind of block the first attack and kind of feel it out. He likes to faint with that. But then Fresh Hour, on the other hand, just always lunging, almost like a wrestler, where you would make that drop step and make a shot. But he's not taking a shot. He's coming back with a fist. No, but he's got a hell of a crouch, though. Fresh Hour using his crouch wisely right now. Yeah, and there's Fresh Hour again. Just hitting the right mitt there of Abadrabo, letting him know. Yep. That he's going to keep coming all night. Yeah, and that, you know, that's reminiscent of Nick Duganier, who Luke's been training with, and you can definitely see that paying off right now. It, it is Duganier like. I can see it now. Very much so. And Nick Duganier's grandpa was the one. He, he trained Rocky back in the day, Rocky Balboa, so, you know. <laughs> all right, now. Hey, he gave me an Iron Sheet card earlier today, so I can't say anything bad about the man. That's right. Fresh hour looks good early, looks good early here, but... Again, you never really know the way the judging is going to go. This round almost too too tough to call. Good left there by Fresh Hour. He's using that left very well. Slides in the right. Another right. Abarabu on his heels. Defending well. And that last 10 seconds might tell the story of the first round. We will see. Yeah, it was a clean. You know what? Don't underestimate that clean right hand to the chest. That Fresh Hour landed right before the end of the round. He was landing really clean and just continued to change his levels. Dropping from left to right, coming up from his left squatted position, back up to his right, down to his right, back up to his left. He was just so smart with everything he was throwing, but he wasn't expending all of his energy, understanding there are two more rounds in his fight. Yeah, no doubt about it now. I mean, Fresh Hour looking to set that pace and keep that pace. But Abarabu, obviously trying to have a strong style, nothing's really going to throw him either. So, an interesting first round, like we said, a lot of filling each other out. Definitely Fresh Hour setting that pace. But we'll see where it goes in the second round. We've seen the best rounds out of Abarabu come in the second round. Abadrabu. So Abadrabu, look at that second round right now. Here we go. And again, it is Fresh Hour moving forward. Good crouch out of Fresh Hour. Keeping up. Abadrabu on his heels. Oh, he's got a headlock. Bit of a tie up there. Yeah. Referee will stop it. Abadrabu had a headlock in there for a minute and was just throwing uppercuts to the face. Yeah, they had to break that up pretty quickly there. Hamza trying to go ahead and establish that jab. A little bit of a push off there. Fresh Hour just keeps coming forward, doing damage where he can. Not a ton of it yet. Again, that was so smooth. Yeah. That drop down to avoid that right hand. Fresh Hour is looking good. Yeah, very nice head movement out of Fresh Hour to say the least, Eli. I must agree. Good right-left combo there. Another one he tags him. They're pretty good. Another one he tags him. Well, Fresh Hour is going to follow it up with two very good clean shots right now. Another one by Luke. Another one by Luke. And the referee is going to go ahead and administer a standing eight. Yes, he will. So Luke Fresh Hour scores the first standing eight of the ball. Uh, let's see where this goes now. Abadraba wasn't really happy with the call for a standing eight, but he obliges the referee. We'll see how he shakes that one off because that was a really clean right hand by Luke. Yeah, I got to agree with the ref on that one. I think it was a good good standing eight. All right, fresh hour again, looking to advance now. Hamza Abadraba trying to go ahead and stay in that clutch with him, but he's got to start landing right now. And he's not throwing a lot. He, like, he looks kind of little arm 
slow, I guess. I don't know how to put it. He's watching Fresh Hour's hands. He's trying to see what his next move is going to be. And that's just because, I guess, of the, the quirkiness of Fresh Hour, where he's just very... He's fluid with his hips. He's moving all the time. He's a moving target, and you know it's hard to hit a moving target. Alright, here's Luke looking for some more fresh hour to take this round. Convincingly, he does again here in the corner. And he's working hard here now. And this one's going to come to a close after two rounds. And it looks like Luke Freshhour really took control of the fight in that second round, Eli. Yeah, Freshhour really landed a good amount of punches and avoided almost all the offense from Abadrabo. Really using those hips. Those hips have been really fooling this whole fight for Fresh Hour. He's cruising right now, I, in my opinion, to this novice welterweight championship here at Battle Bowl 29. He is absolutely up in the cards, in my opinion. Well, he's up too low. I had to agree with that last one convincingly with the standing eight. Third round is going to be very interesting here. As we see Brian getting into Pink Ali just inches away from us, trying to get Palms are ready for this third round. And they call these the championship rounds for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a big one. If Abadrabo can time up Fresh Hour, he might be able to land something clean because of how he keeps coming up from his hips. But Fresh Hour has been so smart about when he evades and when he ducks down. He's just catching Abadrabo off guard in this whole fight. Well, Hamza now pushing forward there, a bit of a hookup. Referee will pull him apart. Abadrabu looking to get it going here. Man, that one kind of clean. Fresh out, we're using that crouch, but again, Eli, like you said, he's kind of lunging. He's got to be a little careful there. Really not showing much respect for the power he's facing with that lunge. That was an absolute back like, from his hip. Uppercut, he was looking for the events, and you, you're right. He's really just moving forward. No, res no respect. I don't think he really is threatened by Abadrabu who hasn't thrown much right. I mean, he throws a nice right there, but besides that, or left rather, but there isn't much he has to worry about because Abadrabu has let his hands fly. And here's Fresh Hour again now, landing a good one two there, body chin. And Fresh Hour just going to work at this moment. He looks great tonight. Maybe the best we've seen, Luke, Fresh Hour. So here we go again now, as Luke looking to finish off this title fight here at. 152 battle in the ballroom 29. Vince McKee alongside Eli Mooningham. Both guys kind of breathing hard now, but really to set in that pace from moment one was Luke, and he has stayed on it tonight. Luke Fresh Hour again, pumping that jab, looking to finish this off, leave no doubt coming out of Old Angle. Old Angle 1 0 on the night. And here we go again as Luke body, body, head. Doesn't look like he's going to be able to punt him away, but really, at the same time, though, to me, he's winning this fight convincingly, Eli. Yeah, this was definitely a, a really clean process by Luke Freshour. Three smooth rounds of boxing that shouldn't net him this novice welterweight championship. Ten seconds to go in this title fight. Freshour to the body of the chin. Looking for the finish. No, it's Freshour. Another shot to the chin. Good cross there. Another shot to the chin. Can he finish him? Another shot. And it will go to the judges. All right, we're going to go to Steve Guy here any moment for the decision. Up next will be Courtney Benning versus Mariana Rosado. Then another title fight, as we told you, Dominic Mendez, Tyrell Chandler. If you want to be a sponsor, if you own a small business, whatever it is, you can have a snowplow company. We know we're headed for a storm eventually. Give us a call. Email me, whatever you got to do. Coachman14 at yahoo.com. 
You can hear the crowd in the background. This place is packed. A lot of people will tune in to listen to this. Coachvin14 at yahoo.com. Here's Steve Guy. And your winner from judges scoring by unanimous decision and your new welterweight champion out of the blue corner. No surprise there, it is Luke Freshauer with the unanimous decision. Yeah, he was just clean throughout all three rounds of boxing. Really being fluent with his movement, head movement, body movement, and landed efficiently where Hamza Abadrabo just had, had an issue landing clean shots. And honestly, he never let the gloves fly. If he lets his hands fly, maybe this is a different conversation we're having. But Luke Freshard just looks smooth, and this was his hour for Freshard. Yeah, no, no issues there at all. Up next, the return, the long-awaited return. The woman, the myth, the legend. You know her, you love her. She is Courtney Benning, and she's back. Up next, here's Steve Guy. As it is Courtney Benning out of the red corner, United BC, and Mariana Rosado out of the blue. Benning out of the red, Rosado out of the blue. And here we go now, Benning. Good combination early, right off the bat. Lands two, stays in the clutch. To the body goes Rosado. To the chin goes Rosado. Taking some punishment, she goes, puts Benning in the ropes. They are throwing to start this one early, Vince. Kenny and Rosado both. They are both throwing. All right, Rosado again charges forward. Benning answers her with a beating. To the body she goes. Body, body, head tie up again. Rosado is being smart, trying to get into that clinch and just avoid the onslaught from Benning. She is swinging at a quick rate and just landing heavy and long. Courtney Benning looks like she could end this fight at any time. Drills a couple more. Body, body, head again by Benning. Just biding her time now. Courtney Benny now. Referee will step in between. Multiple combos being put together, but Rosado's hanging in there with everything she's got, Eli. Yeah, she thought maybe there was a back of the head strike from Benning, but they continue. Benning swinging wild. She's quick. Yes. Not to call you off, but she's quick. No, she is quick. She's extremely like, lightning fast. Every time Rosado lunges in, Benning's there to meet her with a right. Oh, there's another one. Wicked shot. That was a ferocious right hand off the break there by Benning. And she's just mechanical. Oh! That was the launch of a right. Jeez. Double Rosado. I don't know how anybody can stand up to this. Courtney Benning is a woman on a mission tonight. Get over there. Get over there. A return fight in the ballroom. And it looks like she's only seconds away from putting this one on ice. Let's see what happens here with Rosado coming out of this corner, Eli. 
Yeah, they're checking on Rosado. Seems like she's going to be okay to go, I think. They're calling for Benning to go back to her corner. They're going to keep this going, Vincent. That's Hart there by Mariano Rosado. Uh, Courtney Benning is just unreal. Michelle! Bit of a late shot there. Unintentional, though, so the referee will let it go. And, yeah. Impressive to say the least. Courtney Benning in her return flight. A dominant first round, Eli. Absolutely. Benning has been lighting fast. Matt Rosado in every strike or lunge that Rosado's had. There's been a strike by Benning. She is making her pay for every movement she makes. And honestly, I wouldn't want to be in the ring right now with Courtney Benning. She is hitting hard. Nope. Couldn't pay me enough. And again, this flight... As all the fights tonight brought to you by all of our fine sponsors, we want to thank them again. We are one month into 2020, already got 19 sponsors. Thank you all 19 of you. We got 30 on the docket though guys, 11 slots left for the rest of the year. Jump in now. Whatever your small business is, we will go ahead and help you promote it. Alright, round two about to get underway. We got Courtney Benning out of the red corner and Mariana Rosado. Here we go. Courtney Benning biding her time. I love that crouch on her and again gloves at the chin protecting herself at all times and when you're that quick it's almost Tyson like with the quickness where you can cover up and then strike. Yeah, and I always am interested, you know, we see in MMA when the shorts are shorter or longer, how the preference of shorts, Benny Rock with the half shorts, basically, and it's, it might be helping her movement down at the lower bar of the body. Good shot there by Benny. Headgear's coming off. The referee will play call for a timeout because of the headgear, and he does. Rosado might have caught a break there. And I got to give it to Rosado right now. I think they're giving her a standing eight. Oh, they are? Wow. I thought they stopped it because Benny had her headgear coming loose. Oh, she, Benny was able to rock Rosado. That's it. That's wow. it. So it's all over. And Courtney Benny, unbelievable night. The return of Benny comes with a ferocious knockout. Referee stops it. Eli, what were your thoughts? Uh, that was a whole lot of action there from Courtney Benny and a whole lot of power. She landed a lot of rights, a lot of lefts, and two standing eights. The second one gets done. I mean, there's a lot of action in a short amount of time for Courtney Benning in about one and a half rounds. I wouldn't even say one and a half, probably about one and a quarter of a round. Lightning quick. Not only was she strong, but lightning quick. And as we said, she was able to cover up when she needed to and still strike. That's how darn good she was. Yeah. No, it was unbelievable. Down to Steve Guy. We'll be right back. And here's Steve Guy with the announcement of our 14th bout here at Battle of the Ball Room 29. One of the three main events to finish out the night, Oliver Selak out of Revolutionary Fight and Fitness, and Monty Merriman once again out of Rising Dragon, which we've seen quite a bit tonight there, Eli, a lot of Rising Dragons. Merriman in the blue, 
Selak in the red. Here we go now. Selak lunges forward but gets caught with one. And there's Merriman again as Monty Merriman in those rising dragon trunks as usual. Black trunks, red trim. Crouch, good crouch there. Yes, Eli. Oh, yeah, Vince. I was going to say, Merriman seems a little bit off balance. Both fighters kind of running a little off balance. Selak seeming the more composed of the two. But that was a heavy left there by Merriman. Now, these are two big boys at 178. They might, win at, might weigh in 178, but you can tell they probably walk around close to 195-200. Two very big, big fighters in that ring. Merriman just looks like a fighter. Yeah, absolutely. Good crouch. Oh, and down goes Selak. Got caught with the left and went flying off that left. Selak got caught flush, Eli. Yeah, he did. And Merriman, it didn't even look like it was really a clean punch. But then... It, it, you see the reaction by Selak, he laid him out. Yep, might have been saved by the bell there as we go to the second round. And that one clearly first round all by Team Merriman. Absolutely. And you know what, Vince? You could tell Merriman was just looking is looking for that one sweet punch that puts Selak out for the fight. Selak has to be smart with fighters that lunge. They become a little bit more vulnerable for that counter, or you move out of the way and then you start seeing off on them. Merriman's obviously a strong-looking guy. You gotta be careful with that strength. If you can get him off balance, that's where maybe you can catch your own counter if you're Selak. I agree. All right, a lot to be said now. As again, it is Oliver Selak out of Revolution playing Fitness and Monte Merriman from Horizon Dragon. And Merriman's got a look in his eyes. He's, he's on the uh, stool, but he doesn't really look tired. I think he's just kind of gathering his belongings here, gathering his breath, and getting ready to attack. All right, here we go now. Referee will call him to the middle of the ring. The old squared circle, as Eli calls it. And away we go, second round out of the way. Matty Merriman and Oliver Selak. Good shot there by Merriman. Missed with a wild right that could have finished it. Caught him with that one, though. He caught him again. And the referee's got it down his heels now, and they might stop this. Merriman landed two flush. Yep, referee got in the middle. All right, let's see where it goes from here, Eli. Merriman throwing punches, Vince, but he's also off balance, as I keep mentioning, and he looks to get out of there after he throws a heavy power punch. He's landed two hard lefts, but he's got to be careful with that. Yeah, see, like when Selak comes charging forward, you can tell Merriman's got that left ready to the chin. Even a short jab there, landed flush as uh, Selak charged in. But there's those wide ones we just talked about, Eli. Merriman's kind of going for those haymakers. He's got to be careful. Might not cost him in this fight, but definitely not a habit you want to develop, right? Absolutely. And he's seeming to be all right right now. Selak just getting locked up in the clinch. He's avoiding that power, but he's got to get some action going. He doesn't have much time left. A very quick second round comes to an end. We'll be back for the third. All right, here we go. And, you know, as you know, when you fight that southpaw, you got to go for that shoulder first. Instead of just trying to go right hand, right hand, right hand, look for that shoulder, then come with that uppercut through the middle to establish that middle. So here we go, third round underway, Monte Merriman and Oliver Selak. How do you have it scored so far, bud? 2-0 Merriman, but that was a nice feel-out jab there straight by Selak. But they stumble, and Merriman just has freakish power, Vince. Some, somebody I wouldn't want to get in the ring with, and there's a lot of guys that I wouldn't want to get in the ring with tonight. Caught him again there, pretty flush on the chin. Then Merriman, he's swinging a little bit too wild. He needs to really get that under control, and he can be pretty dangerous. I think this is the first fight of many for Merriman. 
And you can tell, like you just said, he's got the power. He's, he's just way too wild. He's going to win this one easily. We're not going to say that. We're not going to say that he's not. But he, uh, he definitely he has a lot of tools. I can tell already. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no. He has a bunch of tools. But the issue, Vince, is I was just watching as the referee was in the middle there for a moment. Merriman just has to tune up some things, as you were mentioning. His feet, his his positioning, and then I think he might become a really good fighter. Yep, I agree. All right. We're going to throw it down to Steve Guy with the announcement of tonight's winner. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, a hand for both And now, ladies and gentlemen, by judging scoring, your winner in this competition by split decision from the blue corner, Monty Merriman. All right, split decision it is. And it is Monte Merriman. We actually had a 3-0, both of us. Yeah, I did. And so did you. So somebody, so one, of the judges, yeah, one of the judges must have had a 2-1 for Selak. Uh, Very interesting. Okay, up next, Chris Walsh and Hector Rojas. Heavyweight sub-novice. This ought to be real interesting. Chris Walsh, an independent out of Willoughby, and Rojas, an independent out of Brook Park. The independent battle. Indeed. Up next, it's a... Here's Steve Guy. Fans, we got Chris Walsh, Hector Rojas, Rojas out of the blue corner in the blue trim, black trunks, and Walsh with the flame trunks, red gloves, cornered by Tim Stafford, a revolution fitness. Alrighty, charging right at him, though, is Walsh. He's not messing around. Here comes Walsh at the flurry. There he does. Pushing, him, pushing Rojas around. Rojas got his head jacked. Rock'em, sock'em, robots. And Walsh, there it is, standing eight. Yikes. Eli, talk us through it. I'm just in shock. That was a whole lot of power there by Chris Walsh. And yeah, he just kept jabbing like crazy. And now Rojas has the answer to the count of eight. Looks like he's going to be okay. They're going to go back at it, Vince. But man, Rojas needs to throw something here offensively. He's not backing up. Oh, there it is. It's over. No, the referee will not stop the fight here. Interesting, Rojas hit the deck. But the I think it was more of a slip. I think it was a little bit of a stumble and a punch. At this point, Chris Walsh looks like he's seconds away from ending this in the first. Let's see where it goes. Oh, second round, we're going to get one. Absolutely. Woo! Fight fans, stay tuned. Up next, the main event, Brody Stanford. And Casey Austin, but right now, Chris Walsh looking like a man on a mission, huh? He does. Two knockdowns. I think the second was a punch slash a slip, Vince. But there's no question, Hector Rojas is in some trouble. He's backing up. He's just throwing his hands up and backing up, hoping that Walsh won't swing. But it's boxing. He's got to swing. He got to swing back. Is there any truth to the rumor that ring announcer Steve Guy has already challenged the winner of this fight? Um, I have not, but I sit right next to Steve. I have the whole night. He's been awesome. 
you guys should check him out. He's doing whatever he's doing. You know, he's doing a bunch of stuff with AIW and everything with that. But I don't know if he's going to challenge him. I talked to him. He doesn't sound too well, convinced. It's the first time I've seen the ring announcer do push-ups between every flight. So he's training for something. I don't know. I don't know. All right, here we go now. Chris Walsh versus Hector Stay relaxed, baby. Eli, this one ain't getting out of the second round. I got a weird feeling. Let's see where it goes. Absolutely. Something tells me this place comes unglued if Hector Rojas pulls a Rocky and sometimes finds a way to come back. But with the way that first round went, I don't think Chris Walsh is going to allow that. Here we go. Walsh comes charging out again. Pops the head. Another one. Referee's going to stop this. And this continues. Welcome to Stockholm Rojas again. This left-handed jab with their left-handed jab. There's a right. Left-handed jab. There's another right to the body. He goes. Referee looking to stop it. There it is. Wow. Chris Walsh is step pushing forward. And that's how he get a win. He is emotional after this one. Well, a very deserving Chris Walsh. And he's obviously showing the emotions on his sleeve on this one. Absolutely. We'll throw it down the ringside for the announcement. But this one is Chris Walsh. Alright, it's official. Knockout in the second. Ref stop Chris Walsh. And fans sit tight because here we go with the main event of the evening. It's a big one. We're going to bring in the promoter right now, Todd Kincaid. Todd, how do you feel that it's gone so far with the main event next? Uh, it's pretty good. We're looking forward to an explosive uh, main event. You know, we've had uh, a lot of stoppages. So I think the judges have only made a decision about three or four times. So You put together a great card. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we, we were really impressed out of Courtney Benning tonight. How good does it feel to have someone of her talent back on the show? Oh, it's great. Well, hopefully she can come back and we get her on the next show. It's been uh, five years since she last fought almost. Maybe three. So up next we got the big one. Are you excited? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No comment on uh no comment though. Alright now. Alright fans! The main event of the evening is right now! TC Austin on a strong style! Cornered by Brian Gideon, Tafik Ali and Alicia Lee out of the red corner. And KC Austin, it's been a year-long journey. It was a year ago tonight, Eli, that he took on Nick Tugadier in the main event of the Super Bowl weekend show. His opponent, Brody Stanford, fighting out of International BC with Harry Cummings as his trainer. It was Brody Stanford back in May who beat Anthony Canelo in a razor-thin decision over Canelo on a strong style. You have to believe the talk has been. Can Strong Style reclaim the title at 152? Can KC Austin do what his teammate couldn't? Tonight, we all find out. It is Battle in the Ballroom 29, February 1st, 2020. Tonight, a year-long journey for Austin. Can he do it? Brody Stanford traveled overseas. He's ready for this one. Cornered by Nick Duganair. Now down to Steve Guy.
for this one. Austin and Stanford are sure to give us a show. This has all the makings of a classic. I can't wait. I'm on the edge of my seat. And away we go now. You can hear the Brody chants from Toledo. They travel well. Again, Casey Austin, Red Trunks, Red Top, cornered by Tafik Ali and Alicia Link and Brian Gideon. Stanford out of Toledo, cornered by Nick Duganier and Harry Cummings. Alright, the champ comes out firing now, looking for the body shots early. Good job there by Casey Austin. Nice stiff jab and cross. Another one by Austin. Here comes Stanford, though. He loves to attack that body. We seen him do it against Canella back in May. And he did a nice left there by Stanford. Good crouch out of Austin. Avoiding the contact of Stanford is Austin now. Stanford bouncing around. Again, it looks to attack that body. Just keeps pressing forward. Good shot there by Stanford. And Austin's trying to evade the pressure, Vince, by throwing his arms up. You know, you see a lot of boxers put their arms up and get away from the pressure. But Stanford's taking that open body and just swinging away, taking a few two, three punches there. Stanford peppering that left jab to set it up. But Casey Austin showing some phenomenal footwork early on by Austin. Not sticking there and taking it. Good footwork by Austin. Lands one of his own now, does Austin. Good one-two by Casey, but back comes Stanford. Brody Stanford now. Got caught with one there. Good strike by Austin. Good left hook to the cheek. Combination back for Stanford now. Good shot there out of Stanford. Stanford in those blue trunks, white trim with stars and blue gloves. Good shot there by Austin. And that's got to wake Brody up now. Austin sneaking right through the guard of Stanford. And right now he's controlling this first round. But Stanford doing a good job of eating up the body. That's going to hurt Austin later in these rounds. Yep. Brody Stanford. Fresh off a trip overseas, he wants this one badly. His dream, the Olympics. We will see. All right, now Brody keeps pressing forward there, trying to pump that left-handed jab. Stanford now, another shot. Another shot to the body by Stanford. Another shot to the body, and it hits Stanford, putting in the work. Smart to clinch up there by Austin. Break it up for a minute. The referee's going to break it up, and that gives him a nice breather. But he is hitting some clean shots of his own. Stanford just really peppering that body, though. That's got to hurt. Yep. Those add up after a while. We'll see if Casey Austin still has that footwork late second, early third round if he keeps taking those body shots. That was exactly what Stanford did to Canelo back in May, and it really looks like he has the same approach tonight. That was a clean right there as you were speaking, Vince, right by Austin and just hit right to the side of the head of Stanford. Another good shot there by Stanford. Crowd liking what they're seeing. Referee should pull him apart, and he does. Resets it up. Casey Austin looking good in this first round, though. Maybe the best I've seen him. Another shot there by Austin. And he's keeping his hands up. That's a big thing. He's keeping the hands out and in front. Yeah, absolutely. This one is the main event for a reason. Both guys looking great tonight. 
10 seconds to go in the opening round of the title fight main event. Stanford has Austin against the ropes. More body shots by Stanford. Oh, but he gets caught. Austin caught him hard there to close the round. And boy, oh boy, this is going to be a tough one. Round one was really interesting. You saw the strike to the head by Casey Austin. But you saw Stanford match that with a lot of body shots. Both guys striking in different forms. Both effective. But I think if I were to give the round, I think I would give it to Austin just for the aggressiveness. Stanford was doing a lot of countering, but Austin was engaging. I give it to Austin. And I'm going to disagree. I'm going to give that one to Stanford simply because he landed more shots. And sometimes in amateur ranks, that's all that matters. And we're going to yeah. see the, the effect it takes on Austin in the second and third round because Brody, if he, Brody Stanford, if he lands all those body shots, it cuts off the breathing of his opponent. It will that be. That is his style. Yeah, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. The one thing I just want to see, how does Austin's glove keep up in this round? Does he keep him out in the front and keep attacking, or does he start to hang him down at his hips? Do you start to see fatigue set in? I want to keep an eye on that in the second round. Very interesting, and if me and you scored it differently, Lauren knows how the judges scored it. All right, Brody Stanford now. I mean, would you agree with that? Obviously, it's We always disagree. That's all I was going to no. say. Not always. <laughs> All right, here's Stanford in the corner now, pushing Austin in. Good approach now by Austin, though, really not taking too much damage on those exchanges, and that's what he needs to do. Stanford loves. Oh, good shot there by Stanford! That was a clean right. Yeah, he landed it flush. Brody looking to go to work now, but he's got to capitalize. Stanford has not put it together. He lands a couple, then stops. Very uncharacteristic for him. He's usually a storm. Brody, when he charges forward, is like a bull almost. I want to call him Brody the Bull because he just comes in and heavy with those hands. Oh, nice shot by Austin. I'll tell you what, though, Eli, he's landed a few of those. Has Austin those lefts to the cheek. He's got it when he wants them. Good body shot there by Stanford, though. I think Brody, Brody's doing a really good job of just always landing, always being active, always hitting something in this round especially. I've noticed that. All right, Casey Austin calling there, coming out of the clinch. As the referee stopped it, definitely accidental there. And yeah, you just kind of wait right now for Stanford to hit that next level. Haven't seen it yet. He's taking a couple shots along the way. Just getting dangerous for him. Casey Austin doing the work. Razor thin. Absolute razor thin. Good shot there again by Austin. Stanford answers it though. And Casey Austin, this is the best I've seen him in this second round. He's landed a couple and just flush on Brody. And that was just a slight lapse there by Brody. Put the glove down on his right side and caught that. It was a clean right there by Casey Austin. All right, now, can Casey Austin keep that gas tank going against this relentless pressure of Stanford? Time will tell at this point. Here's Stanford again. Good body shot again by Brody Stanford, the champ. Good answer there by Casey Austin, though. They are 50-50 tonight. Yeah, Stanford ripped right back with a nice shot right to the ribs. He did. I mean, neither guy's really been able to pour it out for long periods of time. One guy gets it going for about two seconds and then stops. Who can put together the series of combinations to take this one? We will see. Stanford again. Good two double jab there. Left combo. Landing a bolt to the chin. Not a ton of damage. There's a good body shot by Stanford. Oh, that was right by, almost on the back. Man, that's going to sting. Yeah, that, that hurts. There's no protection on that shoulder blade. And Brody just ripping right. through with these punches, just making sure he's making Casey Austin feel it. Every body shot, he's not going to want to eat for a week. Casey Austin's right hand looks good tonight, though. Another good shot by Austin. Responds with Stanford. There's a good one-two combo to the head 
by Stafford. Follow my body combo. In the ropes goes Austin. Stafford pouring it on. 10 seconds to go. Stafford to the body. And the referee will break it up. And that might have been enough at the end of that round. We'll see. Stafford again to the body. Body, body, hide him. There's the round. And they touch gloves on the way to the corners. But that one was decisively Brody Stanford's round, Vince. He hit a lot of shots, a variety of them. Body, pushing up against the ropes, making sure he slides out and catches one to the head. He was active as can be in that round. I have it, Brody Stanford, Casey Austin, 1-1. As we go to the third. All right, third round about to begin, and this is a big one right now. Brody Stanford, Casey Austin, the main event, the final round, the gold on the line. Here comes Stanford, pumping that left-handed jab. He's found a home with that tonight, Eli. Yeah, and they're mimicking each other kind of to start this round. Both throwing at the same time, looking to land something. Both thinking the same thing. And here it is in the corner. Here comes Brody. Double-double jab, rib-rib shot there. Looking for the referee to stop it. He doesn't. Now pulls him apart. Yeah, Austin looking for the quick clinch. Stanford is just going to tee off on that body. Oh, another one by Stanford. And you can just tell this crowd is ready to explode at any second. You can hear them get quiet, and then the first vicious exchange, they go off again. There's Stanford. Body, body shot Stanford. That seems to be the battle plan tonight out of Stanford. But you know what? It is working at this point. Casey Austin has answered several times, though. And it looks very, you know... We mentioned earlier, but this looks very Duganier-ish where he's pushing him up against the ropes and hitting that body and setting up the head. Nick Duganier tends to go body-body, set up that head and swing hard and heavy. Good Stanford shot there to the body. Yep, you're exactly right. Good shot there by Stanford to the body. There's another one. And I'll tell you, this is white knuckle time now. Good double hook there by Casey Austin. And I'll tell you, Austin wants it bad. I've never seen him look this good. Here comes Brody Stanford again, trying to hang on to that title. Charging forward to Stanford. That has been the story of the night. Stanford again pumping in that left. Eli, we approach the championship minute. What needs to be done? I think for Brody, just keep going to that body. It's opening up a lot of headshots. And for Austin, he's just got to open up again. Start peppering that jab and start opening up some things because he was really landing in that first round. As the rounds have gone on, he's starting to gas out a few. I'll tell you what, all Stanford's done tonight is body-body, but it has worked. Another body-body shot by Stanford. Another one by Stanford, finally catches Austin. There it is again. Casey Austin has to let those hands go right now. He's got to let him go. Another shot by Stanford in the corner. Another shot. Austin ties him up. We're getting close to that here. Here's Stanford again, charging forward. Good answer by Austin. Good shot by Stanford. Another one by Stanford. Into the ropes they go. Eli, the drama builds. Stanford just missed with the left just moments ago. That might have put Austin on Dream Street. He is throwing hard right now. And I know he's been throwing hard the whole fight, but this is the hardest he's throwing. All right. Clock winding out about 30 seconds to go in this fight. Brody Stanford looking to lead with that left again. He is stuck in the game pod. In the ropes goes Austin. A tie-up. He's smart to clinch there. He's smart to clinch there. Let the judges beat you, if anything. Don't lose to a knockout this late. No. Clock running now. Another body shot. Ten seconds to go in the championship fight. Stanford now. Trying to hang on to it. Less than time. Here comes Austin. He's got to go for the fences right now, and there it is. That was a fight. Casey Austin seemed to drain a little bit in that third round, Vince. 
But really, you had to credit Brody Stanford. He was the reason Austin was so trained. He just kept peppering away. Even when the opportunities weren't there, he would take the opportunity to just swing away and wear him out a little bit. Just a little bit. So later on, those opportunities open. The round one, where I feel Austin had the slate edge, Stanford still did a lot to tire him out. So two and three were there for the picking for Brody Stanford. I think, in my opinion, it's a Stanford win. Two one, he's keeping his title. All right. Eli called it. We will see. Man, oh man, I'm dripping in sweat, baby. That is what title fights should be like. That was fun. Brody Stanford, Casey Austin gave us a show. These fans have been waiting all night, and they have been loud and ready to be loud for these two fighters, two excellent fighters. I've had a lot of fun. Man on the ball room, 29 minutes. We've been doing this for a minute. This might be one of those better fights that we've called, one of the better fights we've called. Absolutely. Very reminiscent again. I'll say it one more time. Very reminiscent of the way Stanford won this title. And you know what? It's a style that works for him. No, it does. He's a, he, he's like a bull, but he's a, a smart and patient bull. He doesn't just charge at you, but when he comes, he charges at you like a madman. Just swings away and lands so efficient, so efficient. It's unbelievable. I mean, both of these guys have bright futures. It was, that was just fun. That was fun to call. Definitely. I've seen a lot of growth in a year out of Austin. A lot of growth. And this is going to be one of the more dramatic decisions we've ever heard. And there it is, Brody Stanford hangs on to the title. A big one tonight. We'll attempt to get a quick word out of Stanford. Sit tight, fight fans. Brody, I said it numerous times tonight during your fight, very reminiscent to your victory over Canelo. Same style of attack, same result. Why does it work so well for you? Conditioning, conditioning is key. You know, I'm in the gym three times a day. I train in Thailand through that heat for a month came home, had four more weeks of training, I feel great, and uh, you know, we love you Keon Sports. Hey Brody, let me ask you this, you had Austin up against the ropes, and it almost looked a little Duganier-ish, where you were going body, body, head, was that something you had worked with with Nick, or was that just something you kind of caught on to during the fight? You know what, maybe it is, because me and Nick have got some really good rounds in, you know, he works with me really good, you know, that's, that's great sparring, and uh, it really pays off. Harry Cummins, the trainer. A lot of work, like you guys said, overseas. He put in a lot of work to come back tonight. How good does it feel? But how nervous are you anytime you hear that word split? Oh, uh, it's always always nervous. I felt confident. I thought he run one, two out of the three rounds. Uh, but you never know, and I, it makes you nervous when you hear a split. Yeah. But uh, we always say we want to win unanimous. Uh, I was proud of him. You know, he he was off for a while. He came back and. Uh, he did exactly what I wanted him to do. Guys, what's the plan now? We got February 21st coming up next. We're at Toledo. We're gonna have to make a road trip, baby. We're gonna have to make a road trip. Let me ask you this last one, Brody, real quick. I just wanted, it seemed like early on, Austin had a lot of strikes to the head. He was trying to target 
more towards the head. You were just really peppering with the body. Was that a game plan of your guys' to wear him out with the body shot? So second and third round, he was slim picking near the end. Yes, of course. That was a game plan. Go attack the body. I do it every fight. Coach Harry here, he teaches that. You know, that's 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 a key in our game, and uh, it pays off. That was our, that was our game plan. We was, we want to wear him down, work that body, wear him down, and then he'll be backing up, and that's where we wanted him. And that's the way we called it, actually. That's the way I said prehand. I'm like, he's going to attack the body long enough to wear him down. Nick, obviously, you know, we talked to you a little bit earlier. You fought Brody in one of the greatest fights me and Eli have ever seen. What did you tell him between that second and third round, knowing how close it was? Well, as soon as uh, Harry told um uh, Brody, that Casey was dropping dropping his hands. He came in with the stiff jab, came in with his hands up high. So he wasn't getting hit with that straight right down the pipe and went straight down, bent down to the body. It was beautiful work. He did what he had to do. Casey's a hell of a competitor, but Brody took that. Very smart, very good fight, tough fight. Awesome to watch. The final word of the night goes to Brody Stanford. What would you like to say to close this out, baby? You know, Casey, I, he's a great opponent, very tough. I really, you know, he made me work tonight for that win. I didn't get that win easy. That was, that was one tough fight. And, you know, I, I'm just I'm really happy and, you know, we love we love coming here and competing and I'm going to keep doing it. I see tears in the eyes. I know how hard you work for this one. Woo-hoo. All right, guys, plug it for me. February 21st, where can we find you? Uh, Toledo, Ohio. We're going to be fighting at the Toledo Club. Look for more information on that fight on Keon Sports. For Eli Mooningham, this is Vince McKee. Everybody give it to me on the count of three. You've been listening to one, two, three. Keon Sports. Bring it home, baby. <laughs> All right.